Welcome to this installation of Traveling While Black, Iceland edition. I'm Danielle, also known as Danny Blah Blah, who's excited to talk about this unique experience. You know, um, I think prior to, I'll say 15 years ago or so, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't hear much about folks going to Iceland, you know, and they started marketing it through those stopovers. You know, you may be heading to other areas, um, mainland Europe, and hey, go to the Blue Lagoon, check out some Northern Lights, move on with your life. And we thought about doing that initially, but my cousin, who was one of my traveling companions, was a huge Game of Thrones fan and I was like, okay, let's do one of those tours, you know. I like good old natural phenomena such as mountains and snow and all the things and waterfalls and all that. So I said, let's go. I often joke that Iceland is one of the widest places. I'll say often that Iceland is more white than my office at work. Anywho, beyond that, I'd love to share my experience of being in Iceland with a group of black girls. Now, the Icelandic folk are accommodating. They're friendly. They're, I wouldn't say friendly. Oh, Lord, I would, wouldn't say friendly. They're a little brash, you know. People aren't working for tips, you know, in a lot of these spots, you know, that aren't U.S. and the Caribbean. So they're not the friendliest folks, but they were really accommodating and cool. Now, what I'll say is I hated the food. And uh, every now and again, you could get a good piece of fish somewhere. But that fermented shark people try to shove down your throat. Avoid, please avoid. But beyond that, it was a wonderful place. And if we're going to look through it from the lens of being black, I'll say we experienced quite a bit of fetishization. Like it was probably a really like a, a big thing um, some of the time when we weren't on tours. You know, we had people stopping us in the street. You had people, you know, a lot of people, I guess they, there's a, big refugee population um or in recent years and uh so I had a lot of people ask hold on are you African or African-American you know one person said that they'd seen a lot of African-Americans or met a lot of African-Americans but you know weren't quite sure if who if and who we were if we were from the states or not but this beautiful Nordic country is filled with these geysers and these beautiful, um, these volcanoes and wonderful waterfalls. But I think that we seem to be more all-worthy than all of these things. And I found that to be true probably mainly during our trip to a nightclub. 
that's when it really came out. So when we first get to this nightclub, we find a table in a nice corner and we're having drinks. We take a couple shots. We're having a good old time. But let me tell you, it wasn't long before this group of burly men. Now that's one thing about ice and they have some good looking guys there. Everyone's 6'1 or above, nice shoulders, good hair. I mean, those are some good-looking guys over there. And so when we have the chance to, these guys are like, hey, let's pull up our tables with yours. We put our tables together. We have a great time and just like talking, telling stories. And one of the guys is an American who moved to Iceland uh, about 20 years earlier. And He's a gay guy and he was a whole, we had a great time with these guys. And, you know, one of the guys was actually a extra a few times on Game of Thrones. And so it was fun and he had a good look. So my cousin took pictures with him. And so when the night started heating up, you know, they all had to, mainly all of them had to call it quits, except a couple too, a couple or or, or maybe three, and they left us there. But before they did, they were like, these guys love black women. So make sure you're very careful. And we laughed it off and proceeded to head downstairs where the, it was really, where things were really picking up. And there was a dance floor. And <laughs> we soon found out how much of a hot commodity we were in that club. Okay, so once we're downstairs, (laughs) people are grabbing us by our arm, by our wrists, they're like on us. Like we are the it girls. The women are staring. The guys are staring. They're dancing. And the dances aren't like, okay, we're going to turn around, twerk on you. You know, what we're used to. They're not like hand dancing. This is pretty raw. Body to body. And this is what they're doing with the local women too. But, you know, we were the hot commodities. Body against chest to chest. Breathing in face. And I'm like, look, I'm not doing all this with you. So I'll just, we'll, we'll hand dance a little bit. And then you would get rid of that guy. Then another guy, boom, right there. It was insane. Now, talk about a sausage party. But you know what? Things really lighten up and we're having fun and we're drinking. So we're like, whatever. So once, you know, everything settles down, there's like, they do this big last call dance where everybody in the club like grabs hands with each other and rocks side to side. And I mean, we were in the moment and we were like, so, you know, like the, the drinks began to really settle in then. And you're like, oh, wow, this is fun. I can't wait to go. I go back to my room and go to sleep. 
But I think it seems like the guys had something else in mind. So as the lights start coming up in the club and we start heading toward the door, we grab our coats and it's frigid outside. Ah, my best friend's nowhere to be found. So it's three of us on this trip. My best friend, one of the girls, nowhere to be found. I turn around and this guy is like, almost seems to be negotiating, like, or, or almost forcefully. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. And she, or whatever he's saying. I, I, I don't even think he was speaking English. And she's like, no, no. And it's it, as if the more she pronounces it, the better he'll understand. He hears you, sis. He ain't, he ain't caring. And so finally one of the locals steps in, and I think a guy who worked there, and he's like, uh, leave her alone. And so he lets go, and he just stands there. He's just stuck. And we just laughingly head outside. Little did we know we were stepping into more of this, more of the same once we get out there. Every guy that you lock eyes with, please come home with me. Come home with me. I would love to lay with you. And I just didn't realize that what we were in for. So finally, the guy that's with us, he's like... One of the guys who were with us, he's like, hey, stop it. And he's like, I'm walking you guys as close to your hotel as possible. And we trust him as we should have. There's no crazy ending there. And he walks us and he fiends off guys the more every step of the way. And so it's just hilarious. Maybe it was the exoticness of us. Maybe it's the fetishization of black women. I don't know. But all I know is I would not recommend going to Iceland solo as a woman, particularly at night. And also, there was, I mean, there were a lot of great experiences there. Okay, I had a really good time on some of those tours, seeing the waterfalls. Didn't get to see the Northern Lights, but whatever. The Blue Lagoon is, 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 is one of the things you, that every traveler should experience. And I'll say that you can check out those things, but with a companion. can find me on social media at Danny Blah Blah. I'd love if you'd come back and check out the next podcast in this series. And that would be awesome. I'll just close with this. You know, Iceland is really forward and far more forward than the US on a lot of the social issues. You know, there's a lot of things you can get, uh, you, you know, that, that you're entitled to as a human being there, including health care, maternity leave and all those things. Uh, but <laughs> definitely still my warning stands. Again, thanks for tuning in to Traveling While Black, Iceland. <laughs>